thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I'm Jane Phillips of Jane Phillips Coaching and Feel Better Naturally. I created Feel Better Naturally as I have wanted to make a real difference to people's lives, initially by working in the charity sector and now by helping individuals to secure the success, become their best self and feel better naturally. Today, I launched my first podcast series to link into lockdown number two. Every day, I will be giving a short talk about an aspect of our lives with hints and tips on how we can improve it. There will also be interviews with self-care experts along the way. I hope you can join me daily during our lockdown two journey together. You can also check out my website, janephillipscoaching.co.uk. Welcome back to my daily podcast to help you through your lockdown number two journey. How did things go yesterday for you? If you listened to my podcast, you'll have heard me talk about playing to your strengths. Did you think about your strengths? And did it make you think about some strengths that you have, but you just don't use? Do let me know how you got on with making a list. Today, I'd like to chat to you about my lockdown tip number eight. Think task, not time. While it's important to have a rough idea of how long things will take to do, many of us do not plan enough time or find that we're filling up time needlessly. Have you ever heard of the concept of focusing on the task, not the time, allocated to do something? This means that you focus on completing the task rather than the time needed to do a job. I know of companies in Denmark, for instance, where this principle is used. There are a number of tasks that need to be completed each day. Once they're done, rather than starting on tomorrow's tasks, people can go home early. Now, this does take a great deal of planning from the company's point of view, but it is something that you can introduce on an individual level. But there are some common mistakes that we make which stop us from thinking task, not time. Mistake number one, when you plan a work meeting, how long do you make for it? How long do you allow for it? 30 minutes? An hour? The majority of meetings are set for one hour. And why is this? Because most of us use Microsoft Office and the easiest choices are 30 minutes or one hour. But most meetings that take one hour could probably be completed in 45 minutes. So if you've got four meetings in your diary, changing them to 45-minute meetings could save you an extra hour during that day. Just think how you could spend that time. Mistake number two. If you allocate three hours to do a job, there will be times when we take longer to do the task than needed because we know we have three hours to do it in. Sometimes we end up spending longer than we need tidying up work. For sure, there's some work where the presentation is extremely important, but most of the time, the key content is more important. We can spend a disproportionate amount of time perfecting and perfecting again something without making a great difference to the actual quality of the work. No matter how perfect a piece is at the time, you can guarantee that if you looked at it a month later, 
you would want to change things or improve it further still. So I'm not saying that quality of work is not important, but spending a disproportionate amount of time on it is wasting your time. Once the task is done, it's done. If you still have 15 minutes left, why not change your state? If you're new to the idea of changing state, what I mean is this. If you're sitting down, stand up, move around, go outside, make a drink, stretch, spend five minutes being mindful or meditating. Do something completely different to what you've been doing. Taking the time to let your brain refresh will help you to be more focused on your next task. And mistake number three, working long hours does not mean increased productivity. In economics, there's something called the law of diminishing returns. When I was at college, I had a great economics teacher who had a fun way of explaining this concept. He said that if you eat a chocolate bar, it tastes great. If you eat another one straight after, you won't enjoy it quite so much. The taste and the texture are not quite as nice as they were. And by the fourth chocolate bar or the fifth chocolate bar, you're going to be feeling pretty sick and you probably couldn't even manage it. It's not rocket science. We know this. When we've exercised too hard, we slow down. Our brain is a bit like a muscle too. If we spend too long reading a document or poring over a spreadsheet, we get tired and we make mistakes. So for the majority of us, the longer we spend doing something, the less we get out of it proportionately. Why do we do that to ourselves? Sometimes it's just for presenteeism. Being there just to be seen, working at the desk. In my own early corporate career in the 80s, it was a thing to be first at the desk in the morning and the last at the desk at night. Add that to a long commute and that meant a 5am start and back home again in the evening, never before 7.30. There was nothing left for my personal life. Work became everything, whether I liked it or not, because work was the only thing I actually had time for. At the weekend, I was too tired to do other things to look after my well-being. Does that, does that sound familiar? Does that sound like you? Luckily, there is a trend away from presenteeism. But unfortunately, it does still exist in some company cultures. If you're a CEO listening to this, what is the culture like in your company? Have you ever used a personal timesheet? Not one for your boss, not one for work, not one that determines how you get paid, but just one for you to show where you spend your time. You might be quite surprised to see how little time you spend on some tasks and how long you spend on others. Most importantly, it will show you what your work-life balance is like. Chances are you're spending too much time thinking about or doing work and not enough time on your self-care. Do you incorporate these ideas either in your work life or in your personal life? I would love to hear ways that you use to focus the time so that you're focusing on tasks rather than the time needed to do it. And if you'd like some help in changing 
how you use your time, either in work or at home, and you think I can help, please do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. I'm looking forward to chatting tomorrow about top tip number nine, recognise your best time. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you've enjoyed it, please like, share or follow. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And I look forward to speaking to you tomorrow.